The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Dave-O. What's up, Royals fans? It is Dave-O. Glad you're along for yet another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation as the Royals lose yet another one today. 9 of 11 now for KC. 4-2 to two to the Texas Rangers. And, of course, the chief culprit continues to be the Royals' offense, which has now scored just 23 runs in the last 11 games. Just 2.1 runs per contest over the last 11 games. The last two weeks, the Royals have just not been getting it done offensively. And that's why, yeah, they've lost 9 of 11 and are now 23 and 23 since their 7-0 start. The majority of that is on the offense over the last couple of weeks. So do we have a reason to be concerned at this point? I think so. I said coming into this series, my concern level was at a 3 on a 1-10. to 10. It's now moved up to about a 4. And maybe even higher, as we'll discuss here in a second, why and preview tomorrow's finale. But first, our player of the game. There were a couple of games and a couple of players that stood out to me today. Number one, Gerard Dyson. Rod is our first player of the game for 2015 for him. In the column now, in the books, three for four with a stolen base and a run for Gerard Dyson. Nice job out of that nine hole. I suspect we'll see him in the lineup for probably Lorenzo Cain in the finale tomorrow. And maybe a slight chance for Alex Gordon. More likely Lorenzo Cain. I believe you need to get him out there again tomorrow. We also saw two hits from Salvi, including a solo home run in the ninth. Eric Hosmer, a couple of hits as well. But as a team for the Royals today, once again, say it with me, zero walks. Zero walks for the second time in the last three. You can go back, and the Royals drew five the other night but struggled. I mean, zero walks for the Royals as a team. And it's not just the walks. It's just the whole approach. It's it's a horrible trend. And and you can't even pick on one or two or three or four or five guys. It's virtually the entire uh, roster for the Royals offensively. Just horrible approach top to bottom. And, yes, Wandy Rodriguez gets some of the credit. Let's not... Be remiss to giving him and, and Chi-Chi last night some credit as well. No doubt. They both threw the ball really well. Seven innings for Wandy, scattering six hits, struck out four, no walks, 3-2-5 ERA overall. Well under two now on the road for Wandy Rodriguez. So, yeah, he's a, a very good left-handed starter, no doubt. But as a team, what I saw today, a few things. Number one, the approach the Royals are having up there, it's almost like they're in their emergency stances and the count is 3-2. It's almost like every pitch the Royals see, the philosophy is if it's close, swing. Foul it off. Stay alive. If it's close, swing. That's that's almost what it feels like out there. They've got a runner at third with one out and a full count. If it's close, swing. Don't get rung up. Get the ball and play. They're swinging at everything. They're guessing. That's the second thing I've noticed. There's too much guessing. For example, Eric Hosmer did have a couple of hits today, and I, and I don't mean to pick on him. He's been pr- you know pretty consistent throughout this stretch. But, I mean, Eric Hosmer today, first pitch, middle innings. Sees a curveball low at 74 miles an hour at the ankles and swings at it. Like, are you really looking for that pitch there? The first pitch of the at-bat against a lefty, you were, you were looking for that pitch at the ankles, 74 curveball. Like, it's just like, you see guys, you know, Alex Gordon's ahead in the count, two and one late in the game tonight. Strikes out, ends up on two straight pitches. When it was ball three and ball four. You see guys swinging 2-0, 3-1 when the Royals were down by three and four runs, but nobody on base. 
Just, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just. There's guessing going on. A lot of guessing. The Orioles are guessing on fastballs. It's, it's, and it's pretty much the entire lineup. And they're, they're swinging at everything, and they're trying to pull everything too. A guy like Wandy Rodriguez, you've got to take the opposite way. Which we gave the Royals big props on the other night against Corey Kluber, but not today. Just not an understanding situations. It's just not a good situation for the Royals. And I'm not going to sit here and harp on the offense much longer. They know what's going on. You know what's going on from watching the games. It's just impatient, guessing, not understanding situations. Or just and It's just catching on through the entire lineup. You're starting to see guys get outwardly frustrated, not just Ventura on the mound, which we'll talk about here in a second. But you see Lorenzo Cain looked extremely upset today. You see Alcides Escobar slamming his helmet down, striking out to end the game. And that probably should have been an appeal to first base, no doubt. But get up and run. They're not going to change their call. Don't slam your helmet towards the umpire. That's not going to do anybody any good. I doubt anything happens. If it does, it'll be one game, which is fine at this point. The guy probably needs a day off. You know, the Royals don't have much of a bench with carrying all these extra relievers because they've got, you know, they're not getting innings out of their starters. The Royals have to carry so many damn relievers. They don't have much reinforcement on their bench, which is another bad thing. You've got two legit guys. You can't play your backup catcher. You got one infielder and one outfielder. So, I mean, it's just something to think about. I don't know. It, it, I, I don't know if these guys are worn out. I don't think that's it. They've had so many off days and rainouts recently. I, I don't know if they're if they're rusty from having all the days off, if they're trying too hard, if the focus isn't there, or maybe they're just – it just happens. I mean, Detroit's lost eight in a row. Minnesota loses again today, luckily, so the Royals remain just one game back. So that is good news. That at least the other teams throughout the division are losing, and at least the Royals aren't going through this stretch when they're playing AL Central teams head-to-head, although that's going to change with the Twins coming up as the Royals head out after tomorrow's game. But pitching-wise, you're Donovan Ventura, as we talked about. Not good today. The body language was not good either. Did not seem... I mean, when things aren't going well for Yodano, they're just not going well. Hit a couple of batters, walked a couple... Allowed six hits, so 10 base runners in three innings for Ventura. That's a whip of 3.3. Four runs allowed, which is a small miracle. It was only four, considering he threw 78 pitches or 26 per inning. Struck out three, so one per inning there, but a couple of walks, a couple of hit batters, six hits. Most of them were singles. That was a good thing. Joe Blanton came out, was great, by the way. Saved the bullpen. Struck out four with no walks in his three and a third, scattering three and hits in a scoreless outing. Franklin Morales... Gets a couple of outs, including a pickoff at first base, a Prince Fielder. No idea what he was doing over there. And does Mar- is it just me or is Morales nearly balk every time he throws over to first? If I was the other team, I'd be upset. It's like it's borderline. And he gets away with it because when he comes home, his shoulders are the same as when he throws to first. I mean, it's it's consistent. He's consistent with what he does, but I don't know. It, it, it just looks funky coming over, but it sure is effective. And then Jason Frazier, after Herrera threw a nice one, two, three, eighth of the K, does pitch a scoreless ninth, albeit with an intentional walk, a legit walk and a hit. But just a bad day in front of 37,924 of the K. There's not much to say. I mean, let's talk about the concern level in general right now. I told you I'm around four now. I said coming in that the Royals don't win this series, I might elevate it to five. I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow. But if the Royals lose tomorrow, I'm up to a five. Because at that point, you're down to six above 500, and all that ground, as I called it the other night, that savings account you had built up, those extra wins you had built up, the room you had for air is essentially gone with a loss tomorrow. If you're trying to win the Central, we're not playing for the wild card here. We're playing for the Central. And I know the Royals are just one game back, and I know Detroit's in a free fall. And I know Chicago's not getting it going, and Cleveland's still a few back. But one or more of those teams is going to get hot. And I, and I think the Royals obviously will again, too. But, I mean, I'm just saying you don't want to, this stretch. A slump goes on for a couple weeks. You can't let a slump, you know, a slump turn into a bad month or a month and a half. The Royals have seen in the past, go back to 2013, 2012. They've seen what bad months can do to you. 
Royals need to get things going now. And, and the thing to be concerned about is obviously the offensive approach. Royals now, and I'm not a guy that's obsessed with the batting average, but now only a couple guys hitting over 300. A lot of guys still close, but trending downward. You've got guys like Gordon in the 250s and Escobar spiraling towards there, and Infante is hitting 220 and is, is an over 10 away from the Mendoza line. I mean, you go all up and down the lineup. A lot of these guys, Morales has been going down pretty steadily, and that's going to happen. Guys aren't going to hit 350 and 330, and, and it's not all about batting average. It's about getting on base. It's about driving in runs. It's about OPS, slugging, all that good stuff, but I mean, there's just so many parameters to look at. The offense is in a free fall. They're not walking. They're on, the Royals are on pace to draw the least amount of walks as a team since the 30s, 1935. So with that coupled with the fact that the starting rotation is just not giving you innings. Your number one at this point is essentially Edinson Volquez, who struggles to get out of the sixth inning most starts. So... You've got some issues. I mean, thankfully, you got Danny Duffy coming back in probably two or three more times for the rotation. You're probably a month to five weeks away from potentially having Chris Medlin. But outside of that, you know, I don't know. I mean, the, the rotation's the issue. Well, it's been better. And the offense is the issue. One of those has got to get corrected really quickly, and that's the offense. The rotation's been okay. The rotation's been average the last few weeks. And if that keeps up and the offense gets back to, you know, even if they weren't where they were in April and the first half of May, just get back somewhere in between there and here. Get back to at least league average. With the Royals' great bullpen and defense, a league average offense and league average rotation will get them close to where they need to be. They need to go make a move or two at the deadline, but they'll be close. Now, tomorrow, it's Colby Lewis and Jeremy Guthrie. Lewis shut down the Royals last time they saw him just a few weeks ago. Colby Lewis, that was May 11th. Went seven innings of one-run ball against the Royals, allowed only three hits in that game. So the Royals obviously will have to do much better than that to win tomorrow. Jeremy Guthrie is likely not going to throw a shutout tomorrow. Guthrie, the good news, like I said the other night, is that has faced 12 MLB teams 10 or more times in his career. Texas, he has the best numbers against. Take that for what it's worth. I don't take that for a lot because outside of recent history, most of these guys weren't in this lineup two or three years ago. So, I mean, Guthrie, yeah. 12 MLB teams 10 or more times with a 3 4 1 against Texas, but take that for what it's worth. Jeremy did face Texas back on May 14th, if you're wondering. That was the game where he went five innings, two runs on six hits. So, not bad in his last start. They need six innings out of Guthrie, first of all, because you've really only got four relievers available tomorrow. Blanton's out, pitching three days in a row and going three today. Morales has pitched a few in a row. Frazier back to back. I mean, so you've got Hochaver available. You've got Matson available, you've got Davis available, and Holland, possibly Herrera. So you don't you don't have a lot of a lot of bullets out there as far as to give you innings. So the Royals need, first of all, minimum of five plus out of Guthrie, really six. So they can get six innings of two or three run ball out of Guthrie. I think they've got a decent chance tomorrow. But in the end, I'm not feeling tomorrow. I to me, the good news, the bad news, here's the, here's my prediction. The bad news is I feel like the Royals are going to get swept tomorrow. The good news is I think this is their Houston Astros series of 2015. Remember last year they got swept by the lowly Astros, who are now good, of course, but last year they weren't. They got swept, you know, swept at home, and that seemed to be the low point of the year. And I'm wondering if this is right now. I feel like the Royals may get swept tomorrow, but the good thing is I don't see them reeling out of control. I see them getting it back together at Minnesota in a very important series that we'll preview and talk about more tomorrow after the game. And hopefully they'll win tomorrow. I mean, they very easily could win tomorrow. And a win tomorrow is still a bad homestand. It's a 2-4 and four homestand. But if a loss, you're at 1-5. and five, You're now only 6 above 500, and you've got to do some work because then you've got, I believe it's what, 17 of your next 22 on the road? Yikes. After this game tomorrow? 
So let's hope the Royals can salvage the third and final game of the series. Texas, of course, now has the season series one after the split in Texas and the first two here in KC. But we'll talk to you again tomorrow evening on Clubhouse Conversation, hopefully under a little bit more uh, you know, positive uh, of a mood. Things going a little better. We'll also get into, by the way, we'll, we'll have a Clubhouse Conversation insider Jake Lutz coming on with us. We'll, we'll get into the Salvador Perez contract situation as well. That's been in the news the last couple of days about Salvi talking to Yahoo Sports and Jeff Passan about you know, wanting to rework his contract. Maybe not the best time to be talking about that in the middle of the season A, B when you're slumping, and C when your team's slumping. But I understand his frustration. And we'll talk about that and potential solutions coming up as well. Get into that tomorrow on Clubhouse Conversation. Have yourself a great night. Go Royals!